Welcome to Pixels and Pints Podcast. I'm Bradley. I'm Michael. And we're two dudes talking about video games while drinking pints. We got on deck today. Man, I got a pint of Dr. Pepper cream soda, zero sugar. The man's <laughs> drink. Hell yeah. It's fucking amazing. I I got I'm gonna keep one more can in the in the fridge to yeah. to save for, for next week, because that's gonna be the final one. And then we're done. And then we're back to beers. Oh man, I I'm in the same boat, sort of. I'm I'm drinking a an off-brand cherry coke, uh, but I'm doing it in a pint glass. So <laughs> that's from God our favorite damn. brewery. So that I I felt like I was a little bit on brand. Um, Bastard! I should have done that. I that's that good. I I kept saying I'm not gonna have beer uh, all month, and then we went to um, Murdoch's down the road. And uh, they had $3 pints. And without hesitation, I ordered a fucking Oso Bueno. And and I, I it got in my hand, and I was like, God damn it, I'm not supposed to be drinking beer. I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to drink it. I already paid for it. So, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I I fucked up already. I fucked up twice. Like, well, I mean, there was the uh, the brewery event that yeah. we went to. Yep. And then uh, I got caught up at St. Arnold's, and I was just like, well, fucking, I'm here, you know, like. Yeah, you can't. I can't not. I can't just eat lunch, like a little bitch. Like, well, you, I gotta drink some alcohol too. Yeah, you, well, you can't. You can't skip like uh, retro fucking pumpkinator, uh, right. like previous years on tap in oh, bourbon barrels tap. and shit. Like, I think you got to do it. I think you got to do it. Shit, man. Oh, let's. Man. Uh, you ready to pop this thing off? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beer doesn't make me do that. Yeah. It's dis- shit's disgusting. I love that you christened <laughs> the start of the episode with a burp. Thank, thank God. Yeah. I, I was I was holding that in. I didn't know when it was gonna. Come <laughs> <out>. <laughs> you ready to get going? Burp. Yep. <laughs> right now. Let's go. Let's fucking go right into it then. Um, okay. So last week was there's a lot of drama. We're gonna have some updates on that because uh, that shit popped off, man. Shit fucking popped off with that. But let's get into some, let's get into some like interesting stuff before okay. we get back into the drama shit. I don't remember when we talked about this, but Sony had talked about releasing a new pro controller that they're calling the DualSense Edge. Mm-hmm. And they actually announced uh, the price tag for it. A little, little high, a little high, a little bit higher than I was expecting. But they also told us that the, Official release date is going to be January 26th. So this is going to be sort of kind of the uh, Xbox, was it Elite? It's going to be Sony's version of that shit. Mm-hmm. On twenty on the on January 26th, the release date of the DualSense Edge, they're also going to be uh, releasing the joystick modules. You're going to be able to swap out the joysticks because joystick drift and things like that. Uh, once once it happens to a controller, you're basically screwed. You're gonna have to replace the entire controller. So for Sony's Pro controller, they have replaceable joystick modules, and you're gonna be able to purchase those as well uh, on January 26th. And it they appear to be about 20 bucks. I don't know if it's gonna be for a single module or if it's for for two of them. Hmm. So you know, stock up on that if you want to. The recommended retail price, though, well, you know, I'll fucking get to it at the end. It's uh, I'm a little upset about it. Either way, pre-orders are going to be opening this coming up Tuesday. So by the time this comes out, it's probably going to be the day after. So Tuesday, October twenty fifth is whenever 
whenever you're going to be able to uh, pre-order. And in contrast to the Xbox version, their their Elite Series 2 controllers, it's 180 bucks to get the entire thing. They introduced a core uh, Series 2 Elite controller, which is basically just the controller. It doesn't come with any of the accessories or anything like that. Uh, Xbox sells that for 130 and you can buy the accessory bundle for 60 bucks. So either get the entire thing for $180 complete or spend like $190 separately if you don't want to buy them all at the same time, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Uh, but for at least Sony's uh, controller, swappable stick caps, not not anything new. Uh, replaceable stick modules, this is probably one of the more unique things for the DualSense controller compared to the Xbox Elite Series 2. Uh, <clears throat> they have back buttons, so uh, they have, uh, what, paddles for Xbox uh, I don't know if these are going to be considered paddles. They look like just these. I guess they're. I guess they are paddles. Yeah, they're, they're like little wings, they look like little flippers or something. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be able to adjust the the trigger buttons. So the trigger stops and the dead zones on that. Ooh. Six sensitivity and the dead zones. You're also going to be able to modify that. It comes with a braided USB cable and a cable lock. I guess if you want to ensure that the cable doesn't get pulled out. I guess. Mm -hmm. So it actually, it'll actually lock the cable into the controller itself. I guess if maybe you get a little wild with it and, uh, well, instead of pulling the cable out, you're going to be pulling your, uh, guess PlayStation five off of the fucking rack. I guess. I don't know. I, guess. I don't know why you would want to lock the cable in, but Hey, there you go. Somebody yeah. asked for it, I guess. Uh, and there's also function buttons. I believe the function buttons are on those on the module, like where the joysticks are. There's these little function buttons. Okay. It allows you to swap between controller profiles and audio profiles and things like that. So the price, two hundred dollars. They're selling it this thing for two hundred bucks. Twenty dollar premium on top of the Elite Series Two compared to Xbox. It's a lot. It is a it's lot. A lot of fucking money. You 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 missed one feature on here which, that I thought which was, was super what? fucking weird. While it's in the case that it comes with, you oh, can charge right. it. So you can slot a fucking uh, USB uh, right into the port there or whatever and just charge the motherfucker while it's in the case. Yeah. I don't yeah, know why X you would... Xbox does that too. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> it's. Uh, I guess it's one of those things where like if you're... If you're one of those fucking weirdos that that likes to bring your controller around everywhere. Mm -hmm. You can you can put it in the in the carrying case along with all of the accessories that go in there and you can charge it while it's in there. So you don't have to, you know, take it out of the case to charge. Yeah. So, you know, you can keep everything all together. That, I'm assuming that's why people want to do it. It's cool, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'd ever use it, but you know. Yeah, I guess I would do it like if I was traveling. Like Yeah. If, uh, I mean, I'm you know. I'm assuming that if people are going to I don't know if anybody would use this for like tournament type shit, but there you go. That would be a feature for that they, they wouldn't want to use. Yeah. I assume. Yeah. 200 bucks. Uh, take it or leave it. I, I might get it just because of the little, I don't know if I want to pay $130 just for those little fucking wings on the back. The little, the little yeah. flippers. That's, that's a lot. I was kind of hoping for maybe like 150 bucks, like the price of two. I might've been able just to, just to swallow that, but yeah, I'm going to have to spit this out. Yeah. They, they, they drop it at like 150. I was probably at a 200. Cause I think we talked about this 
when they did the Sony State of Play or whatever they showed, or maybe it was like even before that. It's been a while since uh, this was pushed out, but mm-hmm. we had talked about our price point, and this is way fucking above it. Um, way above it. Yeah. Way above it. I just don't it see myself doing it. It is what it is, but yeah. So, fuck the dual sets inch. Yep. <laughs> That's all I can say. All right. And the next one, the next one, shit. So, this, we have, uh, we talked about Bayonetta 3 last week for some drama that was going on. Uh, I didn't see this one get passed around, but you got to be careful out there. There's actually Bayonetta 3 gameplay that leaked out. Uh, I think it was this either this past weekend or Friday, mm-hmm. something like that. But somebody on Reddit on the I think gaming leaks or something like that. There's a there's a, a game leaks subreddit. And this person was sharing um what is a what's his uh kim.com what was that dude? It's like that mega mega.nz website, oh, the file sharing yeah. website. They posted a whole bunch of videos with the um the intro, the you know, the intro introductory movie uh cinematic thing that they play for Bayonetta. They posted gameplay from the prologue. And apparently there was some Chinese websites that also po- posted up some videos showing all of the demon weapons and all that all that kind of stuff. So basically they've essentially spoiled like all of the cool stuff that you're gonna be able to do in Bayonetta 3. And I'm assuming at this point they're probably also spoiling things like bosses that you're gonna fight, places that you're gonna be going, all kinds of shit like that. Dude, that's wild. Yeah. It's it's something that you're probably gonna wanna stay away from. I don't think I don't think the actual game itself is leaked. For China, I want to say that Chinese Nintendo Switch users are unable to play any games outside of the uh, Chinese Switch ecosystem. And I don't know if it's the same way. So if Chinese Nintendo Switch users got a Bayonetta 3 copy, I don't know if that copy of the game works elsewhere. So even if they were able to to dump it, well, fuck, no... Probably not. Watch your ass. That's all I can say. There's probably a whole bunch of people, especially with all the bullshit drama that went on last week, that anybody who still has some sort of vendetta against Platinum Games, Nintendo, Bayonetta 3, they're probably going to blast this shit all over the place. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to be fucking so, everywhere. It's going to be everywhere. It The game comes out and... Uh, a couple days, like five days at the, the at this recording. So uh, that's going to be what a Wednesday, mm-hmm. Is it Thursday, Wednesday, something like that. It was the twenty eighth or something. But the game comes out pretty soon. Just be careful. There, there is legit information about the game out there right now, and you might be you might have the game spoiled before you're going to be able to play it. Yeah. So careful well, on that. We're we're a little off, uh, so it's it's Friday when it comes out. Is it Friday? Yeah, I thought it's games only five days from now. Yeah, yeah. I I thought games. Shit, man, it's been so long since I've worked at a game store. But games back in the day used to come out on like Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Like all games came out on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, I can see. I remember. Oh, I know. Like CDs used to come out. Music used to come out on Tuesdays. I think. Yeah. I don't remember much about uh, video games. Hmm. Fuck. 
Yeah, all of our sh- all of our shipments used to come in on uh, a Tuesday, and then we would put put everything up on the shelves on a Wednesday. Like uh, all of our new releases, it was pretty rare that we had like a Friday release, unless it was like some type of I don't know, fucking MMO or something. Yeah, shit. I agree. It's usually in the middle of the week, something like that. Yeah. Ugh. But you don't have long to so, wait. Uh, five days you, before yeah. uh, the either the internet is full of bullshit about this game, or you have it in your hands. So. Uh, Basically, so grab it. Uh, if you bought it, pop it in, play it, and just ignore the internet for the next couple of days. Yeah, listen to listen to this podcast though. But yeah, yeah, listen to us. Else. I yeah. I still have mine pre ordered. Uh, I bought the uh, collector's edition or whatever. I think from GameStop. Uh, I yeah, I I'm still gonna play the fuck out of mine. Um, Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I haven't looked at any of these leaks. Uh, I haven't either. Yeah, I'm just not gonna. Uh, I didn't even bother to verify. I'm just, I was just hoping that I, when I went into that subreddit, mm-hmm. that somebody was going to at least verify, like, yeah, because I wasn't about to download these videos. And look no, at them. no. I, well, when I say I didn't look at them, I clicked on one. I, I moved over to like 50 seconds into the video and just saw her riding on some giant monster up a fucking skyscraper, similar to what she does in every fucking other Bayonetta game. And right. I was like, all right, sick. That looks like Bayonetta three. I've not seen this scene before. Okay, these are good. <laughs> Close this down. Basically, yeah. But from uh, the the previews that some some outlets have uh, have written about, as far as the game is concerned, mm-hmm. seems like it's going to be fucking top notch. It's going to be probably the best Bayonetta game I'm, in the series. I'm hopeful that this is Platinum Games' uh, like best game that they've put out because they've been they've been putting out some absolute fucking uh, you know, haymakers of games, doo-doo. man. Just yeah, man. <laughs> they've been they've been putting out some doo doo, man. Like there, there is there is some garbage that they put out for sure, right? And it it's it's one of those things where like it the idea when the whole bayonetta situation happened that platinum was some like premier video game developer, like nah, like nah. we have we have really good memories of like the first bayonetta. The second, I mean, we haven't had a Bayonetta game in like what, almost eight years now? Eight years, yeah. You know, near Automata. Yep. Which, if you didn't know, you know, you weren't, you wouldn't even realize it was a, it was a platinum game because you know Square Enix was written all over it. Yoko Taro is, mm-hmm. you know, his own, his own be- hype beast. So, who knows? You, you probably wouldn't have noticed it. Yeah, not until and you got every- like deep into the combat and you'd been like. This feels similar. They even included yeah. witch time into fucking near automata. So, uh, like they, if you they didn't definitely put those have pieces style. together. You, yeah, you wouldn't have noticed. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything else that platinum has kind of touched, kind of has gone to shit. Yeah, you yeah. know, and, and that uh, that big... that dragon game that they were making with Xbox, uh, Dragon yeah, Scale Scalebound. Scalebound. That's it. Yeah, Scalebound. So they had. They had a whole bunch of bullshit happen with Scalebound, and they had to cancel it. It was supposed to be like this big, you know, Xbox exclusive. Mm-hmm. That that got all messed up. They were supposed to be, uh, was it like one of those? What was the fighting game, Grand Blue? There was like a Grand oh yeah, Blue Grand game Blue that was supposed to, yeah. They I think that's supposed to be coming out either later this year or twenty twenty three. They were they were developing uh, the game. They were. Uh, they were slated to develop it, and it got taken away from them. It got given to somebody else to finish. You know, damn. 
Yeah, that was in 2019 the, when it got pulled off of them uh, in February. Yeah. Damn, after, that game's been sitting in purgatory forever then. Oh, yeah. If not for if not for Bayonetta 3, it's their, it's their Project GG, which is probably their make or break. And from what it's sounding like, I think it's going to be some sort of like live service or something like that. Like, I, I don't know. It's 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 sounding really fucking really fucking weird. And I don't know I don't know if they're gonna be able to survive uh bombing on Project GG because that's gonna be their first self published game. God damn. Yeah. Cause yeah. They, so this this year they put out Babylon's Fall and that's already dead, right? That's already dead, man. That's they've fucking already, wild. I've already confirmed it. So, you know. It's the they're they're hanging on by a thread. Sorry to say. Do, do you they, remember they did some shit back in the day? But yeah, like they so they made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Mutants in Manhattan. That got fucking reamed. That did get reamed. But if you go and try to find it now, people sing its praises, and it's no and it's super fucking expensive. It's super fucking expensive. Get the hell out. Yeah. Also, right. Transformers Devastation. Uh, Transformers and led- Devastation. Also, yeah. uh, one of their games and uh, Legend of Korra, which was I loved Legend of Korra. I thought that was a really yeah, fucking Legend good game. Legend of Korra, like apparently that was supposed to, that was really decent. Uh, yeah. The Devastation game was supposed to be really fucking awesome. I didn't realize I was I'm actually going through like a um, a Platinum Games kind of thing where I'm trying to grab the games. I didn't realize TMNT was so fucking expensive. Yeah, at least last time I looked it up, I. I Pretty sure I have a copy of it at the house. What's the what's the name of the what's the subtitle? Is it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Like what? Mutants, mutants in Manhattan. Oh, this is this is way cheaper than I remember it being. Maybe it's the uh, maybe it's the Transformers Devastation that's super expensive. I would probably think of uh, Devastation, yeah, because that the TMNT probably. game was. Wow, it's super no, fucking like, cheap again. What the fuck is going on? They go they go through fucking swings, dude. They yeah. go through fucking swings. I got, I see some people trying to like pawn it off for like for like twenty, thirty dollars and they can't get rid of it. And there's yeah. people that have like buy it now's at seventy five bucks. Yeah. A hundred and fifty bucks. Like I, I think this what happened is that they saw the price go up. People started putting in like the crazy prices that they were they were selling for, and then just nobody gave a shit after a while and now nobody can get rid of any of it. Yeah. That's probably yeah. what happened. Yeah, get fucked. I mean, it's uh it's everywhere any for anything between like 20 bucks and 50 yeah. bucks. It's a it's a really fucking cool game. Uh they they had uh this weird mechanic in there which is not weird, it's actually fucking rad. Uh where in the middle of fighting, you can turn into your vehicle, do fucking <laughs> donuts on people or uh, or start charging at them turn into a fucking Ferrari, right? And then slam into a transformer, flip up in the air into your fighting mode, start pummeling someone, flip back into the car, burn out on them. Like the, the combat was fucking insane. That was the devastation game, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one, like I'm actually going, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually playing Bayonetta one now. Oh, I forgot just how fucking weird it was. And that game was weird as fuck. <laughs> I forgot just it's, like the the presentation the presentation is so jarring because you have like these these cinematics and then it goes through like these weird like 
almost like storyboard-esque um, cutscenes where all the character models are frozen except yeah. for like their their clothing and stuff like that. Yeah, their mouths don't move, and it just gets crazy as fuck. I forgot just how over the this is like this is like a Bollywood film, but like Japanese. You know what I yes. mean? Yeah. When I played it's, it, it felt like playing Beautiful Joe because of the way that they presented it. Or like watching that that very first Hulk movie where everything was like in com- like everything would break out into like comic book frames where pieces of the movie moved and Hulk would be like frozen in time. It just reminded me of that. It was like people trying to bring comic books to life. Um, essentially. Yeah. It's 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 ridiculous. Like it it's it's and it's another it's another reason why going back it it makes me it makes me wonder how anybody thinks like this this game series has any sort of mainstream appeal because <laughs> it is so over the top it's outrageous so it's so campy yep and the dialogue's ridiculous yep you know everybody has like some quip the they're fucking like they're throwing guns up in the air fighting for like 5 minutes and then catching the guns you know that are coming back down it's like that kind of bullshit yeah Nobody, nobody would just be like, nah. Or, like, or yeah, or like the lollipop type of shit. Like she'll take a lollipop out of her mouth and kill like 40 angels, destroy homeboy's car, land down, do a pose, catch the lollipop, put it back in her mouth and do like some weird dick sucking motion. Get that dude all riled up. And then he's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. You know? And then like, yeah, it is. It, the whole game is fucking wild. I, 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 I hated Bayonetta one the first time I played it. I, I bought it. I put it in. I was like, this game is dumb as shit. I took it back to GameStop. Uh, then I went to work and this guy that I was working with at the time, Matt came in a couple weeks later. And he's like, dude, I got this game called Bayonetta and it's the coolest fucking game I've ever played in my life. And I was like, dude, Bayonetta sucks. And he was like, how much time did you give it? And I was like five, 10 minutes. And he goes, you have to get through the first like three stages. Just, just like any show, just give it a couple stages. Let the campiness sink in. And I did. And it stuck with me. And then Bayonetta 2 came out, bought that bitch day one, played the fuck out of it. And it like just gave myself an entire weekend, beat the absolute shit out of that game. Loved it. Played it a second time. Was like, this is the tits. Went back and played Bayonetta 1 again. And was like, this is still really fucking good. I'm excited for Bayonetta 3. I think it's just over the top bullshit. What I don't think is cool. What weirds me out is Bayonetta get this weird like uh over sexualized view in in the media where everybody's like oh they're making women look all blah 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 bayonetta's like i don't know like eight feet tall and and seven and a half <laughs> feet of her are just legs <laughs> like she has no torso it, she's not people who look at it and it was like that's sexy as fuck uh it's fucking weird um no she has like she is she has a very weird shape to her body yes she really does yeah, it, it see, it's 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 Danny DeVito like a, it's, with long it, legs. It, it's basically a caricature. <laughs> yeah, like the entire thing is a caricature, right? <laughs> Draw what you, you know? think a and hot chick looks like, and a seven-year-old seven drew it. Yeah. It's it's an, a it's a complete caricature of a female body, mm-hmm. and a, like super sexualized, over the top. Like everything is way over the top. You know yeah. what I mean? The fact that her so, special move is getting naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So fucking wild, and then they take like the whole biblical approach to like a woman, a woman or like a strong man, 
like all their power is in their hair. I thought that was really funny too. So it, yeah, it, it you can't like even though even like with the whole sexualization of everything, you just cannot take it seriously because of how ridiculous it is. And it is super fucking I, I don't, ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume that there are some some people who played the game game one handed, you know, the entire playthrough because they like, just could not get enough of it. But it's you, there it it's it's so over the top that I can't even can't even like take the sexualization seriously because mm. it's so fucking ridiculous. Have, you know what I mean? Have you seen that video? It's um, it's a guy and he would do like random reviews of like mouse pads and. Uh, pin-up calendars and pin-up girl posters he would get them in and he would review them and he would just be like just saying real disgusting shit and it would always be like a a supermodel or somebody like in the media that everybody knows and then one of his episodes was a bayonetta poster and a bayonetta mouse pad (laughs) and i was like oh "Oh, yikes (laughs) oh fucking yikes no no Um, no yeah so i kept him subscribed he he knew what was up you knew it was up. We got we got some less cringy stuff, I think. We'll probably should move on though? from the cringe. I don't know. Yeah. We we're gonna get some more we're gonna get into some more Bayonetta three and we yeah. might carry the conversation over there. Yeah. I I'm, I'm, so before before we get into it, okay. What what is your what it have you seen the trailer that we're about to talk about? I pulled it up in uh Japanese the other day and I let it play for just a few seconds and I was like, you know what? I don't know if I want to hype myself out of control yet for uh, for this new okay. game, so I haven't watched it all the way through. Okay, it, it doesn't it doesn't really tell you too much about it, but uh, okay. the trailer, for, especially for the YouTube folks that we're going to put up there, it's going to be for the new Final Fantasy sixteen um, game that's coming out. It's supposed to be, I think, in summer twenty twenty three. This this trailer is titled Ambition. I haven't really taken a look at any of the other uh, Final Fantasy 16 stuff, I think, other than the first reveal trailer. Uh, apparently, there's a website where they actually give you, like, backstories and bios for some of the characters that are already in the fucking trailer. Like, people have, people are having, like, legit lore discussions about this game already. Wow, what the fuck? You know, just based, yeah. And it's it's kind of... Well, they I, did the I'm, same thing with Final Fantasy 15. Really, I, I don't remember. I didn't. They, I don't. They, re, they had to release a fucking anime before the before the game came <laughs> out, right. so that they could tell people what the fuck was going on. Because you just get dropped in, and you're like, "You're a prince" or whatever. And then everybody's like, "What the? Why do I give a shit?" And they're like, "You you had to watch King's Glaive. Did you not watch King's Glaive? It's it's sixteen fucking episodes. You got to fuck. Now I don't know how long it is, but it was. Yeah, it's a giant lore dump. And so I I, I think a lot of companies are kind of doing the same thing. It saves that, production time. I'm I'm a little, I'm kind of even more upset about this, if mm-hmm. that's going to be the case. If this, if all of these things that we're seeing right now are kind of just uh, a lore dump to to kind of set the, set the stage for where the game's going to start off. Because we're getting a lot of information. Um, especially, I think, one of the, one of the previous trailers, like the... The the big uh, the big elementals are they look so play a large dope. part. They yeah, look they so really dope. Are, they really look good. My my issue is with, at least with Final Fantasy 16, 16 from what I've seen so far is they're really lean heavy into like the Devil May Cry bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 
this trailer, and I, I even took took a look at uh, the previous one before this one. It seems like you're f- from the combat we've seen. It's like a one on one hack and slash type of affair, right? Which I guess is fine, but that also kind of makes me wonder, like, what the fuck are we gonna be doing? It seems like everybody has their own, um, you know, elemental that they can summon, and that's basically your your power attack, I guess. And you have this giant fucking health bar, like it's a fighting game, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm kind of all over the place about how I feel about this game. It it looks really fucking good. the The elementals themselves, they look amazing the the air game that they've showed off mm-hmm. look really great the lore sounds very interesting something that i would definitely want to to learn more about my issue is that i'm kind of getting concerned that i'm not going to like the gameplay associated with it ooh i mean it it looks like it's it looks like it's going to be rated m like this is going to get wild dude oh this that's cuz rated yeah. m they they kill the fuck out of people in these trailers, dude. There's blood everywhere. Yeah, they do. So. Yeah, they kill the fuck out of people. And uh, from what I could gather based on this, um, it seems that the the individuals that are that have the ability to summon these these elemental beasts, it I guess they're unique. So I guess each of the elementals uh, will be associated with a person, a single person. Yeah, this is like and Naruto. Then, yeah, and so each of these people are, I guess, unique and sought after. So I guess, I don't know, like, kingdoms are going to try to, like, kidnap one of these people and try to utilize them for something. You know what I mean? So it seems like that's where the game's going. Dude, that if they if they, if they they legit pull some Naruto shit and they were just like, in, in the, the story before the game, they're like, a hundred years ago, there was an elemental war. And to fix everything, we'd had to imprison them in the souls of unborn children when those children were born countries waged war to gain the power of these elemental children if it's that i'm just gonna be like i just watch i'll just watch naruto i'll just fucking watch naruto again it's the same goddamn oh, game fuck. Um, square enix copyright striking our fucking our fucking <laughs> podcast you just gave away the entire story <laughs> well we didn't sign an nda so fuck them yeah uh, it's like naruto but with final fantasy characters yeah. fuck you well, I mean, they are like ninja zipping all over the fucking place, like in the combat. Like, yeah. dude is like teleporting all over, uh, very much just like Final Fantasy fifteen, but a little bit faster. Uh, the 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 graphics in this game, uh, I might just play it for just for that. Like, this shit looks fucking good. This shit looks yeah, crazy I, good. This is all I, of Square's money. This is every bit of money yeah. they have. <laughs> they they poured a whole bunch of fucking money into this game. A yeah. whole bunch of money. And you're right. I'm I'm probably dumb enough. I'm just I'll end up playing it just just because of the pedigree. But mm-hmm. I just I am not liking the direction that Final Fantasy has been going in. I didn't even play yeah. the last one yet. I haven't really played the last one either. I've heard good things about it, like you know, broing out, going on road trips and shit like that. Yeah, I heard it gets good. I think the was it the Royal Edition? Mm-hmm. I think is kind of the definitive way to experience the game. Uh, I think I heard that the, just the base game isn't quite, isn't quite, uh, yeah, they didn't finish the story in the base game or something like that. Yeah. They haven't put this, uh, on pre-order yet. Have they? I don't think so. 
I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't see any pre-orders up for it. Cause and you said it's yeah. coming out summer of next summer, year. Yeah, they 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 like even at the end of this trailer, they say summer twenty twenty three, which could mean a whole bunch of fucking shit. Yeah, it could, could be mean fucking the August. day before fall. It could be the last day of summer. Yeah, you know what I mean. They haven't announced anything else. All they've been giving us are these trailers, and I guess the website, which essentially has the entire lore dump up until this point. You know, I've for never us to kind of peruse. I've never thought about it until just now when somebody says summer of, uh, of a year, because like the lower hemisphere of the earth, their, their seasons are reversed. <laughs> do they get, do they, do they get a totally different trailer that it says, yo, it, it's winter of your guys time. No, 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 no. Um, I think the people over there are too brown to, for them uh, to care about. Okay. 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 Yeah. Like once you get to the equator, like we don't give a fuck about you guys. It's like, bitch, it's summer. Like I don't care what, I don't care if it's snowing outside. It's summer somewhere, baby. It's summer somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they care. Shit. All right. All right. We had a uh, we had some more leaky stuff coming in though from Square, right? This this yeah this was this was a little interesting. This was just today that they dropped. Um, we, we might be getting a, a new Parasite Eve game or maybe a remaster or some, or remake or some bullshit like they that. They need to, dude. They really do. Today, October 23rd, a Sunday, or I guess a Monday, I guess in Japan, it's probably Monday morning in Japan. Square Enix filed a trademark for Symbiogenesis in Japan. So they filed a trademark. Um, Symbiogenesis, I'm not a science guy. I don't know what the fuck it is. I had to research. But Parasite Eve, what's the what's the biggest fucking meme in the entire game? Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Like that's that's beaten into your head. That's where that comes from? Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's where it comes from, but it's it's said in the game. Oh, okay. Okay. I could be I we could say, be making shit up. No, we we say that a lot at the house here, you know, cuz cuz Janet's a scientist. Uh, and when we talk about yeah. biology, if I get something wrong and I'm like, well, I do know that mitochondria is powerhouse of the cell. I had no idea where that came from. I'm just, I, I want to say times. that that exact sentence is said in the game mm. at one point. Shit. All right. Anyways. Yeah. Keep going. So the, I had to do a little research cause symbiogenesis, like what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Uh, symbiogenesis. If you take just the name, the, the word itself and you, and you kind of break it apart it essentially means becoming by living together. And the concept of symbiogenesis essentially describes how symbiosis, which is the interaction of organisms within close physical association, is crucial to major evolutionary innovations, which is essentially the entire point of fucking Parasite Eve 1. You know what I mean? It's really hard. It's really hard to kind of Second guess why the hell they would be trademarking this. Now, Parasite Eve isn't isn't like a isn't a dissertation on the mitochondria or anything like that. Yeah. You know, Square or whoever wrote the game, they 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 played really fast and loose with the, that entire concept just to just to give it like a, this whole like scientific edge. You know, during the during the gameplay. But it's probably the most obvious thing that I can think of. Now, the only other thing that I can think of is maybe Final Fantasy VII. You know, like, 
it has like a whole bunch of like uh, the they had the Genesis maybe. type of shit going on. Yeah, you know, like like constructing oh, no, they people. They called it Geo Stigma. That's what they called it. Essentially, just birthing people. Yeah, uh, out of these ancients. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess maybe they could kind of do that, but if if we're bringing it back to like Final Fantasy VII, they've been going hard using the re prefix in all of their new games that they've come out remake for the first one rebirth for the new one coming up even crisis core is being called a reunion so they're really going hard on the re prefix on this so i don't think how this trademark could be associated with anything really other than parasite eve and that's kind of exciting parasite eve i'm trying to remember i think was parasite eve I think Parasite Eve was the game that came with like the Final Fantasy VIII demo. Uh, I, think I think so. I think so. I think so. And I that was the entire reason I bought it. That was the entire reason I bought it. And I, I know one of the um, best blind purchases I've ever made. Uh, I I think Brave Fencer Musashi also came with the Final Fantasy VIII demo I think disc. You're right. I'm looking it up now. I can't believe that I used to buy games just for demo discs back Dude. in the day. Or any we any of us used to do that. You know what I mean? No, no, no. No, no, no. We are wrong. S- sort Was of it Final wrong. Fantasy Seven? No, no, no. So it came with a crazy ass demo disc. It had Final Fantasy Eight, Brave Fencer Musashi, Bushido Blade Two, and Xeno Gears all that's on this. Right. It, yeah. It was the oh, best right. of upcoming games. Yeah, that's right. Because I remember playing Bushido Blade. Yeah, I, I was so upset because it's just like it's like I just get hit once and I die. This is stupid. Yeah, that's how I felt too. I cannot believe this motherfucker. Zeno Gears. Zeno Gears. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Fuck. That's sick as fuck. Oh man. So the so Final Fantasy Eight on there was just a movie. Was it just um, a movie? Okay. Yeah. Xeno Gears was the only playable thing on there. Brave Fencer Musashi was a movie, and Bushido Blade Two was just a movie, according was to it this just post. A movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. But the, then, you, uh, there was think, a Bushido Blade Two demo in something else that was playable. I think, and I take it back then. Then maybe it was the first Bushido Blade game because I think uh, when I first got the my PlayStation, mm-hmm. when I bought it back, well, I didn't buy it; my parents did. Um, but I think it came with like a demo disc, and I remember there was like Tekken. Or Tekken Two mm-hmm. demo in there, um, Ridge Racer demo. Oh God, Ridge there Racer was, was so good. Yeah, and I think Bushido Blade was also one of them. There was also like a couple of other smaller games in there that I remember playing. But I played the fuck out of it because when I got the PlayStation, I didn't have a game. I didn't know what the fuck to buy. I just know yeah. that Final Fantasy VII was coming on there, so I just needed a PlayStation for it. Yep. And so I played the fuck out of that demo disc that came with it. Dude, I was we Janet and I were watching. Um, Hey, Money Wubby the other night, and they were right. talking about uh, they were comparing bands or something on there. It's like one of the last one of the last streams that Pay Money Wubby did before he took a break. He's on break right now. Um, he's on hiatus. So uh, he was talking about Corn and Lincoln Park and all this other stuff, and he started talking about a very specific Corn song, and it instantly clicked in my head. And I go, I remember the first time I heard that fucking song. She goes, Why? And I was like, I was playing Crash Bandicoot on a demo disc <laughs> that I just got from uh, pizza hut that weekend. And I was playing it at a friend's house at the top of our trailer park that we lived in. And he was like, Hey man, listen to this. And he put in 
Korn's first album, and we listened to Adidas. Damn. And I was like, do you know what that's like? <laughs> to have like a core memory <laughs> unlocked about a demo disc when somebody else is having a, a valuable conversation about what's better corn or Lincoln park or, you know, system of a down. And I was like, we had it so good back then we could get personal pan pizzas, PlayStation demo discs and like all kinds of other cool shit just by like, just being, just being around just by buying shit, man. Times have changed. So, the actually oh man this is all right we're gonna get i'm gonna try to finish this off so we can <laughs> so we can get to the showcases but when you when you said that i i recently rewatched um an an interview with uh the the lead singer of system of a down surge i can't i can't remember how to pronounce his last name but i i forgot that chop suey one of their biggest hits came out right before september 11th because I remember, because uh, it came out in like an, they released the single in August, August of two uh, thousand one, and oh. September eleventh happened, and I remember, um, and I remember when I when I heard that, I was like, wait a minute, I remember burning that song on a disc like right when it came out, and like meeting a friend from high school to mm-hmm. to like to go out to eat, and the only reason I remember that is because he pointed out that. I, I had burned like a, a bad version of the song. Like it had like skips or something like that in there. Mm-hmm. And it just reminded me, it was just like, wait a minute. I was, was I like driving around like right immediately after September 11th? I almost wanted to think that I remember just like hearing like jets and shit in the, in the, in the sky. Like it was just so weird. That's and Speaking of crash bandicoot. Um, I went through when I was playing Bayonetta. I forgot about the fucking the lava thing, the lava scenes. Yeah, uh, where you're like running towards the camera, and I was trying to like flip the camera around because I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" And just, I remember just like, "Oh yeah, like this is garbage gameplay from like the, the Crash Bandicoot, the, the early two hundred two thousands. Yeah, they yeah. did it in uh that Sonic fucking Sonic Unleashed or whatever the fuck it was. They did it in like every fucking Sonic game that was three D too. Uh, that that ru- running towards the camera shit is fucking awful. It Devel- is awful. Developers need to break their own kneecaps uh, for making those types of fucking levels. Yeesh. Anyways, but let's go through. Let's go through some cool ass shit that we Hell got yeah. last week. This was this was this was all the culmination of all these fucking rumors that we've had floating around for probably a few months now, mm-hmm. or at least at least during our our run as a, a podcast duo. But Silent Hill Transmission, we finally, finally got answers to what the fuck is going on with Silent Hill. And hopefully this isn't the only stuff that we're getting. But first things first, Silent Hill 2 Remake. Fuck, Jesus yes. Christ, right? It is by Bloober Team. They are the people who they've they've been making psychological horror games for like the past six years. Layers of Fear series, the medium. People can debate whether or not they were any good or not. Um, I want to say that those were unique games developed by them. This is a Silent Hill 2 game by Konami. We have the the original character uh, artist, I want to say. Uh, we also have uh, the person who did the music for uh, for Silent Hill 2. You know, some of those people from uh, Team Silent. 
they are kind of overseeing this this remake. I don't think that there's really any any way they can fuck this up unless Konami allows them to fuck it up. But so far it looks really good. We haven't seen any gameplay. It does seem like it's going to be more of like a third person over the shoulder kind of kind of thing rather than the fixed camera perspective um, that the Silent Hill 2 typically uh, typically went through. So, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be different, but it should be a faithful remake. Yeah, I I'm okay getting away from tank controls and fixed cameras and stuff like that because I think that was like a uh, a thing of the time back then with just rendering yeah. issues and like not having to sink so much into like 3D art like nowadays that stuff is a little bit easier to make I I think um so well, you know we have the we have the hardware to do we can push that stuff now you know yeah. back in the day having uh, a completely 3D rendered scene probably was too much. I mean, you saw that extensively with Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. A lot of pre-rendered backgrounds, and you have um, um, polygonal models just kind of walking on top of it. You know, you know, it's uh, synthesizing what it would be like if it was completely 3D. Yeah. And some games uh, didn't go as hard as Final Fantasy VII did, but you know, they did a a, a decent job of faking it. And, yeah. you know, final, uh, not final, but uh, Silent Hill 2, you got a little bit more of it. So you got 3D objects and things like that that you could kind of um, place in a scene, but it just made a little bit more sense just to keep their perspective in the single place, not to shift it around. Because I'm, I'm assuming that it would probably really break immersion, especially if they had to render the entire thing in 3D space. And the PS2 just wasn't powerful enough for it. Yeah, we got the power now, and it. I think, I think they're going to do good things with it. I'm, I have, I have good hopes. Yeah, same, same, same. The only problem is, we don't have a release date. We don't have a release date for anything that Silent Hill is going to be doing. We can probably take a guess that if it's, if it's not going to be late 2023, probably 2024 game. It's probably going to be a while probably going to be a while um one another thing is uh sorry xbox guys this is going to be ps5 and and uh pc for uh, for a whole year yeah after it gets released so you're going to be you're going to be missing out for probably two three years um depending on when this game comes out but uh you could always i don't know if uh I don't know if Silent Hill 2 is backwards compatible on the Xbox Series X, but you can buy it on Xbox if you want to. The original version's on Xbox. Hmm. So you can do that. There you go. Uh, the The next game that they uh, talked about in this Silent Hill transmission was uh, Silent Hill Townfall. So this is a game being developed by a developer called No Code. Uh, they have developed uh, kind of... Uh, this is probably what... Townfall is going to be, but they developed two games. One's called Stories Untold, and a game called Observation. Uh, again, no no details about what this is, but Stories Untold. This seems to be a kind of a narrative driven game where you find these cassettes, right? And I think these cassettes, uh, you play them to kind of gather clues. 
uh, to solve you know some sort of some sort of mystery type thing. I don't know what observation is. Apparently, I have stories untold in my Steam library. I just never realized it. So I need to go back and I need to go back and play it. I need to look and see if I have it. It, it sounds really yeah. fucking cool. So th- this is this is probably what this kind of game is going to be. It's it's going to be a smaller game. It's going to probably be very strongly narrative driven. It's probably not going to be like super high tech or anything like that. It's it's probably going to lean super heavy into the narrative aspect. And uh, it could be just, you know, taking Silent Hill elements, putting it into maybe simplified kind of like 3D spaces where, you know, you listen to something, you gather clues, you you try to solve a mystery type thing. Observation kind of looks like the same thing, but you're on a space station. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. a space. Um, I, this reminds me of both of these games remind me of my favorite parts of alien isolation, which was mm. going into people's offices and fucking around on their computers. <laughs> like That's the only thing I liked about alien isolation. And it looks like a whole lot of that interacting with old tech, uh, at least in stories untold, uh, and, and that makes me feel, I guess, nostalgic. But I don't know. I, I may actually play Stories Untold before I get into uh, the new Silent Hill game. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. It's it's one of those things where you don't necessarily need um, like combat or anything like that to, to really mm-hmm. enjoy yourself. Like if you think about, um, I think, the Stanley Parable which is yeah. uh, one of those games where essentially you are just kind of investigating events and the 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 choices that you make or the things that you investigate kind of open things up and lead you down like specific paths where you're not necessarily like trying to you're not trying to like shoot anything in the face you know you're not trying to run away from anything it's just essentially you are driving the story and based yep. on you know your ability to observe interact find you know piece things together kind of takes you into a different direction depending on how how deep you want to go into it so it's it's a really cool idea that konami is trying to do I'm not trying to give them too much credit but uh, i will give them a little credit that it seems like they are like giving the silent hill franchise to a whole bunch of different people who do different types of games so we're going to have a lot of traditional stuff that a lot of people were pro- are probably going to gravitate towards. But if you are kind of like somebody who wants to just sit down and just kind of immerse yourself into like, you know, um, a situation that you're being yeah. placed in where, you know, you can do your own investigation. You learn about stuff and you take the clues and you try to, you know, unlock a mystery or something like unravel a mystery. Uh, I'm down for it. Yeah. This just seems like a spooky vibe type of game. Hell yeah. Like, for real, get, dude. Just turn off the lights, crack open a, a fucking stout, sit in the cold a little bit, turn this game on, and just immerse yourself in this fucking weird shit that they're about to do. Dude, it, it sounds like it's going to be fun. If that if it's in the same vein as those two games, I'm totally fucking in. Me too. Me too. The next game, we totally got wrong during our... Uh, a reaction video. Oh, that's good. Yeah. 
originally I thought that this was going to be some sort of like Dead by Daylight type mm-hmm. thing. Although I do want to say that I think Dead by Daylight, some, uh, some of the developers do have uh, a hand in this, but not in the probably not in the way that I thought they would have. Um, so Silent Hill Ascension is the next game that they talked about. Uh, this one is being developed by Bad Robot Games with collabs with a company called Genvid Behavior and DJE Entertainment. Don't really know who these people are. But we are going to get a little bit of more information from Genvid. Apparently, J.J. Abrams is attached to direct this No experience. fucking way. Yep. J.J. Abrams is going to uh, direct this. And the reason why I say direct is because this is literally a gonna this is a literal live experience. This is not a game per se. This is a live streamed interactive narrative event is probably the best way to describe it. That's a lot of words to describe. Basically, you go watch a movie, you're gonna be given choices to make or things to solve, puzzles that essentially have something to do with the events that you've seen. And you have the ability to kind of uh, vote, I guess is the best word to say it, on what happens next. It's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure with some extra steps. Yeah, with thousands of people playing with you. Yeah, with thousands of people playing. So this is, if you if you want to think about it from like a single-player experience, uh, there are some like FMV-style games. Um, and I've seen it compared to a game like Erica or The Quarry. Where essentially you are playing essentially like an interactive movie and, you know, you're given choices throughout. Like, do you save this person? Do you go with them or do you stay behind? That kind of thing. This seems like what it's going to be. The CEO of Genvid, who they are collaborating with, um, the CEO himself actually started replying to a Reset Era thread about this uh, Silent Hill Ascension game. And this... Here's here's kind of like a, a little bit of what he had to say. The they actually Genvid actually produced, uh, I guess, an experience called the Walking Dead Last Mile, which is kind of like a similar thing that they're doing with Silent Hill Ascension. Um, he describes Silent Hill Ascension as something where you're gonna be able to log in. You'll have anywhere from like 24 to 72 hours to make decisions. Uh, the more you participate with this narrative. Um, I guess the greater your ability to kind of influence the decisions that are going to be happening. Um, they also say that they don't really know the outcome of the game or what's going to be happening happening until they make their decisions. I'm assuming that they will probably plan for the different paths that are going to happen, but only one of those are going to be streamed. So only one of those will be seen. You won't Maybe they'll release this at some point in time where you can see all the different branching paths that might have happened. But again, it's hard to tell if I'm assuming this is going to be CGI. I don't I don't think this is going to be like a filmed experience, but I, I, it's really hard to know. We haven't really gotten a whole bunch. The the teaser that we got seemed like it was a CGI trailer. So I'm assuming it's going to be CGI. Um, Genvid has done. Uh, as I said, the, the Walking Dead last mile, and I think that was also CGI, not not actually filmed. So this is going to be interesting. I I don't fucking know. Uh, this I'm sure this, this is for some people. I'm not. I don't know if this is going to be for me. I'll, I'll probably check it out. It just seems um, 
it seems like a, a piece of media uh, that you could easily miss out on and, and just miss like tons of fucking fun interacting with it um, or miss the story completely. Uh, I don't know. I, I think personally I'll, I'll probably check it out. I don't know that I'll be invested in it unless it gets really fucking good. Right. Um, and the fact that you have to log in after the episode or whatever, and you have 24 to 72 hours to make a decision. And then they, then they deliver another episode. That's basically, yeah. Is it a weekly type of fucking episode I thing? And they I give everybody a couple of fucking days to vote. And then when the votes are in, they start to compile everything. Uh, I don't know, man. This is going to be weird. This is going to be... I feel bad for people working on this. <laughs> yeah, me <laughs> That's too. That's what I feel uh, bad for. I, I think this is going to be probably the biggest... 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 The, probably the most mainstream version of this. Yeah. Now, they did... Like I said, they did make... the the Previously, they did make something called The Walking Dead Last Mile. I don't know anything about it uh, i never i haven't heard of it mm-hmm. but i'm assuming that with the silent hill name attached to it it's probably going to get a lot more eyeballs on it so yeah you're right you know i'll have to see i'll have to see but i, I don't know this the whole idea of it doesn't if you're if you're like one of those people that like going like ass deep into like ar experiences where you know somebody will put up a website and you know like you can like Oh, I don't know. Like you look at the source code and it tells you to go here and, you know, uh, gives you like some sort of like puzzle to solve to like go further into the, into the AR type thing. Like this is going to be like right up your alley. I hope, I hope they do this a lot. Like, uh, how Unis Anus did their thing. So Markiplier and his team. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They did, uh, that, that YouTube series and they said, we're going to do this for a year and then we're going to delete everything. I hope it's the same thing for this. I hope they do it. And it's an experience that you have to be available for. You have to be in it. And then after it's done, they just go, okay, that's fucking it. Goodbye. And they just delete it. Like that would be (laughs) the biggest fucking dick swing. And it would be right up there with like, uh, you know, PT. So the, the, the test, the test game. Um, Okay. Well, how do you, how do you make money off of this though? Make money while it's there, and then you just let that motherfucker, you let that ship sail. Just goodbye, it's gone. You missed it. Hey guys, we took your sixty bucks. We yeah. deleted everything. Yeah, bye. As long if they're if they do something like that, as long as they're upfront with it uh, in the beginning, I think people will be all right with it. But um, I don't know. Uh, I still think whatever they're doing here is better than our thought that this was a dead by daylight clone. They could have literally turned this into anything else, and I would have been okay with it. And I'm okay with this. You know what? Like you've just completely turned this around on me. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm actually gonna do a 180 on it. You're right. Dead by Daylight. I what I don't since I'm not uh, a fan of those type of games. This is not that. It is 100 percent not that. You know what? Thumbs up. Yeah. Silent Hill Ascension. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll participate if it's if it's uh if it's relatively uh low barrier of entry to go in and just experience it. Like, fuck it. Yeah. 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 I think it'll be fun. Hell yeah. Last up. Last game. We're not going to talk about the movie. Um, they did announce a new movie, a third movie or something like that, but silent Hill F 
uh, I think I think what they're saying is Silent Hill Five. <gasps> so this is going to be the next. This is going to be the next main entry. That's what a lot of people are thinking. So this is the next full-fledged Silent Hill game. This is being developed by Neobards. Neobards has done uh, major development. I don't think they've done a game by themselves, but they've done major development on games like Resident Evil Resistance and Resident Evil Reverse. So they have had a major hand in getting those games out. They've also done ports for the next-gen versions of Resident Evil 2, 3, and 7. So, you know. They 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 got some they they've done some work. Yeah, they got some hella credibility behind them. One of the things uh, that they're really touting is the game is being written by Ryukishi07, who wrote all of the horror visual novels of When They Cry, which is hyper violent, really fucked, psychological horror type shit. Yeah, that kind of lets you know where the story is going. It's gonna be. Wild as shit. I still Guaranteed. hate this scene. I still hate this scene. YouTube yep. viewers. So that's typophobia or ta- traphophobia or whatever. Tra- fucking... tra- something like that, yeah. right? Now, uh, I did a little, I did dig a little deeper. And actually, this character right here mm-hmm. kind of fits in line with the uh, character designer, uh, Kara. Uh, she seems to be, I, I, I'm assuming her gender. I don't, this Kara person, they seem. Uh, they are a Japanese character designer. They've done some work uh, for Square Enix. I think it was uh, Lords of Vermilion. They've done some uh, illustrative work for for them, and it seems that they've also done work on some like visual no- novel horror games. Um, one called like NG Experience Selection, which I believe are Japanese only. Okay, but they also are in- extremely fucked up extremely fucked up all right all right so this game is just ready to just fucking ruin your brain yep this is uh there are a whole bunch of people who are who are just gonna ruin your day yeah they're gonna ruin your day which means that this is gonna be this is gonna be really good this is gonna be really good i uh, as i said i am I, 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 I worry about games that are in in the sense that the the were being delivered right now. So we have these A-listers who write and and produce crazy fucked up visual novels, games, uh, manga, anime, all mm-hmm. this shit. How are they going to take these types of mind fucks and bring it into a game, make the game accessible so that it's not like some Souls-like type of difficulty, but still keep you tense enough where you can finish the story and and still have the experience. That's got to be one hell of a balance because they got to keep you scared. Mm. And they have to make it challenging enough to every time you go into a room, are you about to fucking get your body full of holes and grow flowers out of it and look beautifully <laughs> nasty? I mean, uh, but if you, if you think about it, like that PT game, that PT game had so much hype around it and the game itself, or at least the demo itself, is terrifying. Yes. It's terrifying. And there's no combat. I, there is no combat. You are essentially, if you stare in the wrong direction, like you just get you just get some some crazy dead lady who just like creepy creepily walks at you 
twisting and contorting yeah. the entire time and just like rushes up on you. It's terrifying. And a fetus in a sink. Know, fetus in a sink. You have just you the, the ambient noise oh. is is like it's telling your brain like there's something above you right now. Yeah. There's something above you. There's something moving above you. And the game was really good at, you know, you'll swing the camera up. Oh, you know, you'll see something move, but you won't like, you won't catch a glimpse, but you'll, you get some sort of visual cue that something was there. Yeah. Something moved there. It's, it was terrifying, but if people can deal with that, I think they're going to be able to deal with this. Okay. Although I think this is probably going to be a little bit more heavier on the just kind of body horror side. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, and as I said, this is supposed to be, uh, a, well, at least a lot of people are assuming this is going to be the next full mainline Silent Hill game. And it's supposed to take place in the Japanese uh, Showa area, uh, Showa era, which means this is like somewhere between 1926 and 1989. There's like you know, somewhere in between. Cut the difference in half, like 1960s. Okay. So not necessarily modern day, which kind of begs the question, is this going to be like a, maybe it's a prequel? Like if we're going to keep it in the same universe, like is this going to be a prequel to one of the Silent Hill games, a prequel to the Silent Hill 1 game? I don't know. Maybe uh, a a origin story of where all of this fucked up shit, uh, you know, rose up from, where it came from, where yeah. how it traveled. So we're we'll see. We'll see. And that, and that pretty much takes care of all the Silent Hill stuff. The Silent Hill Ascension, it says it's going to be live 2023. Everything else, no clue. No clue. We, we're just going to have to wait for some more information, unfortunately. I, my, my guess from looking at this trailer a lot uh, is they are tapping into like the list of top 10 phobias. Or something like that. And they're just like, we're going to take yeah. this and make it a game. So you got like the holes in body, you got body mutilation, you got uh, tight spaces or claustrophobia, whatever. Then you got like constricting. So like being bound. Cause like when she's walking up the stairs, she's getting bound up. You got like uh texture in there. So like everything's rusted and gritty. So like that feel, that sound as things touch, there's a lot of uneasy shit inside of this trailer and I hate all of it so much that I feel like I have to be a part of whatever the fuck this game is. Like this wait. whole trailer fucks me up. Yeah. I, I hate it's every scene. Very well done. Yeah. Very, very well done. It makes, there's nothing about this that makes you go, Oh, that was kind of cool. No, no there's nothing just, inviting. Yeah. It's just, it's just disturbing the entire time. It's very upsetting. There's nothing. Well, except maybe the, the, like maybe a half a second where you're just like, Oh, like pretty flowers are growing from her head. Yeah. Like, cool. Like oh, look that at that Keisha thing. doll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there've been a lot of, uh, similarity posts about, uh, the headdress that she's wearing at the end with all the flowers and how that mm-hmm. looks like, uh, God, what is that? A 24 movie. Fucking midsummer. 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 Yeah. So I wonder if this is kind of the same thing. So she is an offering to someone. And so she's been dressed up at the end right before she does. Jesus Christ. That's what happens in Midsummer. 
Yeah. Ruin the movie for you. Spoilers. Go watch it. It's real fucking good. Spoilers. Yeah. It's super fucked. Yeah. That's a super fucked movie. Resident Evil. We uh, we got a little bit of information about the Resident Evil 4 remaster. We got a couple of seconds worth. They they are giving us a little bit more information. We got a we actually got a lot of stuff. Yeah. Involving Resident Evil 4 remaster or a remake. I think is this a remake? It's probably a remake. Either way, but first things first. Obviously, you know Resident Evil Village uh, Gold Edition that's mm-hmm. coming up. I think believe October twentieth. I think it's the same the same day that uh, Bayonetta three comes out. They you know the big thing with uh, the gold edition is you get the third person mode. So people who didn't enjoy playing Resident Evil in uh, first, person. first person now you can do it in third person. Uh, they have a weird they have a weird thing where they don't want us they don't want to they don't want you to see his face. They even they even specifically said that if you're in third person you try to swing the camera around. Like the character actually turns his head away from you for whatever reason. I have no idea why they wanted to point that out. Somebody's going to get in there, rip the model out and you're going to see his face. But yeah, the developers themselves, they don't want you to see his face. Cool. I guess uh, the winner's expansion, the kind of like the DLC uh, story content. Uh, we got a little bit more information about, you know, uh, Rose and what her kind of, um, what role she's going to be playing in this expansion story. So it's supposed to take place 16 years after Resident Evil Village. Apparently she has some the some unwanted powers that she's trying to get rid of. And so the way that she's going to attempt to get rid of it is by going into some place called the Realm of Consciousness. And this seems like it's going to be a very surreal kind of experience. Um, there's going to be some like gameplay, like gunplay, and it seems like maybe you're going to be using some of these special powers in order to kind of get your way through it. Um, they also have like this kind of awful doll clown horror motif to go along with it. It's, it seems like it's going to be trippy as hell. I think it's going to be trippy as hell. Um, and if you don't like clowns, you probably don't want to play the expansion but yeah. otherwise i i think it looks good i like it looks good like it's it's really fascinating i guess to take a a different spin on resident evil village yeah uh, keeping it within the same universe but kind of like twisting some things around and and doing some new, unique things with it uh and then they decided to give us uh, a whole bunch of video video dumps of uh, resident evil 4 remaster for the YouTubers who are watching this, we're only going to uh, show you what they showed during the Resident Evil Showcase. If you want to see more, um, they actually have an extended gameplay, uh, and they also have a second trailer that dropped outside of the the one that they did during the Resident Evil Showcase. But the the trailer that we're looking at now essentially confirms that this remaster, or remake, whatever you want to call it, it's dipping super hard into the horror aspect. But at the same time, it's kind of weird. They're actually keeping kind of like the campiness along with it. So a lot of just like the cheeky dialogue that you're going to hear during the game is going to be entirely intact. So he's going to be uh, he's going to be making like some crazy quips during the during the course of the game. But there's definitely a a super 
lean into, uh, you know, dark spaces, uh, you know, needing to use your your uh, flashlight to kind of get your bearings about what exactly is going on. It seems like the villagers themselves also have been given some modifications to, I guess, make them creepier. And, uh, I mean, you can, you can fucking parry a chainsaw with a motherfucking knife, dog. It's, that's what's up. It's wild. That's what's up. It's wild, dude. It's crazy. It looks so goddamn good. It really does look good. So good. Man. Like, even like, oh, oh, God, that's the, the villager they show with this, with, the, with his head just cocked to the side like that. Yeah. Which is a severely broken neck, <laughs> you know? Like, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. I'm super excited for this. I'm super excited. Yeah, they they they've done a really good job with this re- remake um, or remaster. Uh, they they didn't say exactly what it is, right? Like if it's a full remake or if it's just like a a high resolution upgrade. No, this is a this has to be a, a remake. Uh, a remaster wouldn't. From the comparisons that I've seen, uh, they have, they have done like a lot of the major, major locations, like they're all there, but they've added so much to it. So you can recognize the, the areas that you're in, but it's an entirely different vibe. Oh, entirely different vibe. The character models are much better. Um, it's, you know, modernized controls compared to the original, uh, Resident Evil four, um, they've kept they've tried to like i guess do a balance so you're not going to be able just to like you know strafe around motherfuckers while you're you know popping them in the head and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know it's still going to be relatively um it's going to be slow enough that you're not just going to be able just to blaze through it the from what i've heard it seems like they're going to attempt to keep things as close as possible to the original gameplay um, without deviating too hard to, you know, make it almost like an entirely new experience um, for people who are, who really enjoyed, I guess, Resident Evil four. Okay. Um, So, you know, if you were into Resident Evil four, you know, probably the best Resident Evil game that's, that they, uh, that they uh, Capcom ever made. It's essentially more of that, but you know, it's going to be just, for for modern for modern consoles and it's gonna be uh it's gonna be amazing dude i really hope they uh with the collector's edition coming out with it that they have the chainsaw again as a controller they don't uh i believe the resident evil 4 remaster special editions pre-orders went out oh did they really yeah i believe Damn. so um i think it was it's it's pretty standard it was, it's pretty standard for the Resident Evil 4. Um, it was on GameStop. I You know, it, it still might be up on GameStop. <clears throat> GameStop typically has been doing the uh, Resident Evil uh, collector's editions. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Uh, Resident Evil 4. Yep, you can go there right now. And... Or is it no longer a... It's no longer up. Let's see. Well, it looks like they're currently sold out. Yeah. Um, but I think it's uh I think it's just a who is it? It's a statue. 
It's a statue. Uh, I think it's a I think it's a Leon it's a Leon statue. That's really it. Like and you know also you're gonna get a whole bunch of like random ass knickknacks and shit like that. But that's it. So you know it's it's pretty typical of other Resident Evil collectors editions, which means that it's not really not really worth it. Like you have to be like a super huge uh, Resident Evil fan to even bother spending that much. It's like two hundred fifty bucks. It's a lot of money to spend for essentially what amounts to a statue and Resident Evil trinkets. Yikes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about it. Wouldn't worry too much about it. And I guess let's move on to the to the L's. We had a whole bunch of fun talking about all of these new games that are coming out, all the all the Silent Hill stuff, the Resident Evil stuff, a lot of really great things to look forward to. Um and here's some here's some really dumb shit that happened this past week. Um, God. The first one, before we get into Bayonetta, um, is Alan Wake. Alan Wake actually got a remaster not too long ago. You know, it was it was I guess it was OK uh, to do to do a remaster. You know, they were going to give you a whole bunch of, um, you know, upgraded models, slightly better visual fidelity and things like that. And they release it on the uh, PS4, uh, Xbox consoles. I think you can play it on PS5. You might get some like better frame rates and shit like that. And I think they, re- they announced the Switch version, but they just never talked about it afterwards. Yep. And then out of the blue, like a couple of days ago, it's just like, yo, it's in the eShop. We're like, wow, that was very unceremonious, you know. They fucking shadow dropped it right into the fucking garbage can. That's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. Because the reason why is probably because it's a garbage ass port, which is why they didn't do any marketing up until the release. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, there is uh there's a YouTuber, uh uh it looks like he's a Spanish YouTuber, uh El Analista de Bits for uh he does a lot of comparison videos. Dude is really quick too. And uh, so we have his video up and he basically swaps between the Switch version and the Xbox 360 version. So he's showing off not just a regular ass version of Alan Wake for the Xbox 360, but he's also showing that it look the switch version looks worse than the Xbox 360 version of the non-remastered. It has better fidelity. Well, I guess it should because it's a you know, it's a it's a big ass like console. Yeah. But you would think that the Switch would be able to handle at least maintaining 30 frames per second. It can't even fucking do that. No. One of the one of the big things about Alan Wake is it's there's a lot of there's a lot of slow moments during the game, but when shit goes down, like, you know, you're, you're essentially running around with your flashlight, trying to point it at all of these like blobby things. And then, you know, trying to like drain its shield and then shoot it and things like that. When shit goes down, the switch essentially goes to like, you know, 15, 20 frames a second. It makes combat look absolutely atrocious. And one of the things about Alan Wake is that if you can't get past these these combat sections, you can't progress through the fucking game. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
There are some literal spots where you have to kill these things. You can't just outlast them. You can't run past them. You gotta kill this. And having the the switch just chug during these important sections is fucking depressing. I really, the, I really hope they patch this shit, man. This is rough. I gotta do something. I gotta do something. The the resolution is also super low. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't care about resolution. It's like as long as it looks good. It doesn't look good. No, it, it looks worse than it's ever looked. Yeah. And the re- yeah. resolution is dog shit. Yeah. So in docked mode, uh, 594p. That's not even the 720p that a lot of Switch games uh, work in handheld mode. Mm-hmm. In docked mode, they try to go to 1080p if possible. 720p if they really got to. But no, 59- 594p. That's not a lot of P's, bro. In handheld mode, it's even worse. 396p. This is, there were, there were probably GameCube games, you know, that probably ran in higher resolution than this, this piece of shit. And it, because it's so low resolution that when you actually look at the gameplay, you're going to notice that everything's low quality in order to actually scale it up to the, to the screen that you're going to be playing this in, whether it's, you know, 4k screen, if you're going to be played in dock mode. Because of how much they have to blow it up, everything just looks so fucking blurry. Yeah. Everything just looks so blurry. And not just that. Like, they have to scale back everything. It's like the draw distance where, like, you know, you look out into the distance and you see, like, mountains and shit. Like, it, they're going to look fucking garbage. The the foliage. Because this is this game essentially is almost like in um, uh, maybe like a Pacific Northwest type of, type of setting. So you're going to get a lot of – you're going to be going through forests. You're going to be in uh, kind of like a nature-esque setting where you have a lot of water. And it all looks garbage, dude. Damn. all looks garbage. You should definitely give a follow to Elana Lista de Bits if you want to look at this in more detail. A lot of of good information to show just how piss poor it, it performs when comparing it to even like Xbox 360. And even if you want to, actually, when I was looking through um, this uh, this YouTuber's uh, video list, he even does a Resident Evil 4 remaster or re- remake comparison. So if you want to see kind of like similar uh, scenes in the original Resident Evil 4 game and compare it to the remake that they've been showing off, you can actually see side-by-side comparisons of Leon like walking up to like, you know, uh, you know, this, this house and you can see what it looks like in the old resident evil, uh, version and what it's going to be looking like in the remake. And you can see the differences and how much detail they've added and how much better it looks. Oh yeah. Good stuff. It's very good stuff. Unfortunately, not for Alan Wake though. Alan Wake's garbage. Um, it's, it is on sale right now for $24. Save your money. Yeah. Save your money. It's going to be $30 after this sale for however long that lasts just don't even bother with it man just don't even bother the game is really good if you really want to play it if you don't have a ps4 if you don't have an xbox man like i almost would would want to say like just just don't yeah just don't just don't it is it is a good game and this will ruin your experience with it yeah, this will absolutely ruin experience. And what else is going to ruin your experience is this Bayonetta three update that we're going to be talking about. 
Jesus Christ, man. I have not seen just how quick something can turn around. I got whiplash. You know? I'm going to physical it therapy was, for this shit. Already. It was ridiculous, man. It was ridiculous. So last week we talked about Helena Taylor, who was the original voice actress for, for Bayonetta. You know, she did a good job. Great you job. Know, props to her. Yeah. yeah. She came out talking about how Platinum Games was kind of lowballing her for reprising her role for Bayonetta 3. She gave us a $4,000 figure, and it was just like, that's not a lot of money. Like, what the fuck's going on? You know, she called for a boycott, told us to not even bother with any spinoff games if they attempted to do that. And and so it was kind of left at that. We were kind of wondering, like, if was Platinum Games going to say anything? Was... Nintendo going to say anything? Was anything going to happen? Um, but it actually took a uh, a journalist, Jason Schreier from Bloomberg. Dude does a lot of quality investigative work, regardless of what you think about him as a person. I don't necessarily like him, but, you know, this isn't something where it is kind of like a... I don't... You can't really argue with, you know, his findings on it. You know, it's, it's not an opinion that he has. This is just uh, evidence that he's been able to gather. So there's really no way you can kind of spin it one way or the other. So some of the missing pieces from the Bayonetta 3 dispute was we were told that she was given a offer of 4000 after she negotiated. So she negotiated up to $4,000. But we didn't get any information about how that process happened. So what Jason Schreier found out was that some of his sources revealed some documents that he saw that basically said that Platinum was offering around three to four thousand dollars per session in order to for her to reprise her role. So three to four thousand dollars per session with about four to five four hour sessions. So typically voice actors uh, based on union uh, their union roles is that each session is about four hours. If you're going to be doing like up to three voices and things like that. So platinum estimated about five sessions it would take. So five sessions at about three to 4,000, you're talking anywhere from like, you know, $15,000 to $20,000. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I can do math. That's uh, for some people. That's uh, some, that's adequate uh, for, for, uh, for your voice talents. There are people who, think otherwise and you're more than more than happy to to think that as well but that's at least what we are thinking was offered to helena taylor now it it comes to you have to kind of think that she probably didn't like that offer because apparently she countered with a six-figure offer instead plus requesting residuals residuals aren't something that typically go along with union gigs although i have uh, read from other voice actors that they have received residuals from indie games uh using non-union um work on their on their side so you know maybe it's not a union thing so probably like getting rid of the residuals probably that probably was never going to happen six figures that was probably never going to happen either. You know, she went big, which I mean, it's fine. You know, 
It, you're more than within your rights to go big uh, if you feel that that's what your work is worth. But it seemed that Platinum did not feel that way. So they declined the offer. And it's unknown like how these negotiations happened, but maybe they tried to negotiate uh, from that six-figure offer with residuals into, into something else. We don't really know. We don't really know the back and forth. But what we do kind of know is that they couldn't come to some to any agreement. So they decided to hire another voice actress because you know they need to get the they need to get these lines recorded. They need the game to get shipped. So they need somebody to fill in Bayonetta's spot. So they got Jennifer Hale. Now, it seems that Platinum didn't want to have like any hard feelings about it. They're like, yo, like it sucks that we couldn't come to an agreement. Uh, we wanna we wanna cast you as in a cameo role, and we're willing to pay you four thousand dollars to come in for a day. You know, fire off some lines, and you can still be a part of the Bayonetta three game. You know, you won't be Bayonetta, but you will be involved. And I think she was just like, nah, like that's even that's even worse. Like I wanted all this money. You're now like you wouldn't want to agree to residuals and my six figures, and now you only give me four thousand dollars for a cameo. Like that's fucked. Helena Taylor has said that Jason Schreier's reporting is bullshit. Um, but she just kind of wants to put everything behind her. She I don't doesn't sound like she wants to to really go any further. I think she's kind of shut down and is just out of it. Like we're probably never going to hear from Helena yeah. Taylor about the situation again. And my yeah. my guess here is just like you know when you find a a little kid lying. And it's like, okay, yeah, I guess we're good. I guess I, you know what, you know what, they're a liar too. And, uh, and, and I'm done talking about it and they'll just walk away. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's what it kind of feels like. I, I, she, she's already broken NDA from, from what we know. So it's not like she's got, she's, she needs to, to kind of like, uh, what do you got tiptoe around this issue? Like she's already blown the door wide open. Yeah. All she, if she really wanted to, if she really wanted to kind of help control the narrative into her, onto her side of things, Mm -hmm. you know, she probably has documentation that backs up what she was claiming originally. Even though we still have a lot of holes in, in her claims, she can kind of solidify that to kind of fight back. But it doesn't seem like she wants to. I, I think, I guess with, she kind of like blew her load with that initial just kind of carpet dusting of uh, of videos that she put out. And she's just like, fuck this. Like, I'm done. And just like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Like, leave me alone type of thing. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess is within her rights. But uh, at this point, it, it seems like the narrative has kind of like turned back on her. It's a at shame. for most people. It's a shame. I, it is a I shame. really wanted to believe that she was whistleblowing and just being like, Hey, we're, we're out here getting fucked. We're out here not having a good time. We're not out here eating good as voice actors and voice actresses. Turns out five sessions. So over a week, she was about to get $25,000 or $20,000, 20,000. And uh, she was like, you know what? That is too low for a week's worth of work. I'm fucking out. Uh, that, that seems very big of you. I, you know, I, I would have negotiated maybe the residuals. I think residuals is a good idea. 
keep it low, keep it something that just gives you a little bit of pocket change. Maybe, you know, pays, you know, over a year pays like a month of, of rent or something, but like, uh, to swing so fucking hard for six figures plus residuals and just be like, I'm the voice. I'm the voice. You can't do shit. And they're just like, yeah, we'll, we'll show you. We'll get somebody else in here. By the way, you can yeah. have, you can still be a part, which I think is very commendable of platinum uh, to, to come back and just be like, Hey, you know, we're going to go with someone else, but we still want you to be a part. We know how this is important to you, but since we can't come to an agreement, we, we got to keep moving, come in and be a part, play, play a different role. We'll give you four grand. It's chill. Don't worry about it. Water under the bridge. It's fine. And, and then she goes public and just shits on the whole thing. That's just wild to me, man. That's just, I don't know. Yeah. It makes me I feel mean, weird about how I, I feel like I spoke kind of highly of her situation last week and this makes me feel, feel a little bit like a fool. I mean, I, I don't, I don't blame you for feeling that way. Cause it's, it's one of those things where you, you don't want to, you don't want to have any sympathy for, for platinum games yeah. or Nintendo. You yeah. know, you want to, you, you, you hate seeing that big conglomerate kind of just like stomping on people, Yeah, you know, because they can, because yeah. they can. And having somebody come out and you could tell, you could tell when you watched her videos, she was emotionally ups Like she was super emotional about the entire situation. Yeah. You know, she was just, just the, just her body language, you know, made, made you uncomfortable. She like, she was exposing herself and, you know, she was, she was really, we're really trying to to keep it together while she told you about all of these injustices that were being done to her, yeah. you know, and, for this game. And and to be fair, like in in light of the situation that you know has come out, uh, and you know, I kind of alluded to the fact that she might be a liar, but she may not be. She may this may be her telling of the events and her perceived experience, right? And, and because your experience is, you know, obviously perceived the with whatever happened, uh, and, and it's your own personal experience, it, it may be truth to her, right? So, like, there, I don't know. This this whole thing I is mean, fucky. It, this whole thing is fucky. It, it could be. But, I mean, like, I, I'm, we all have tendencies to do that. Yeah. Especially when you, you air your grievances like this in a, in a public manner. Yeah. Where, you know, you, you may you may omit, you know, some of the details that kind of led up to, to the final outcome. Yeah. Or you may have forgotten because you were so emotional during that, that part, right? Like that, that shit may have just slipped her mind. Like, Oh yeah, they did offer me $20,000. <laughs> I don't think it slipped her mind. I think, I think what, I think, uh, I think what probably happened is yeah. that she realized, you know, it's just like, it's, it's one of those things where you, you tell yourself, like, I'm not going to roll the dice again. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to do it. And then you do it anyways. You crap out. Yep. And then there's nothing you're going to do to take it back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's no going back from that. And you, so. You just got to sit on that fucking L, dog. Yeah. You basically got to sit on it. And you got to accept the consequences of doing that. Mm -hmm. And it it's one of the reasons why I, 
and again, I, I guess I'm biased because I don't really give a shit about voice acting just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really have an opinion about the voice actors themselves or, um, you know, how, you know, their enjoyment of the work. But just me personally, you know, this isn't like a, a movie where if you replace the actor in the sequel where it's going to be super fucking noticeable. You know what I mean? I I want to rebuttal a little bit on that statement. Okay. Uh, I was watching Maya Danny's stream this morning. Uh, I know you don't know who that is. She's she's no, she's just a streamer. But she was watching some uh, late 90s, early 2000s uh, Fox TV cartoons. And Eek the Cat was what she was watching. And I remember as a oh. kid, I thought that show was kind of funny. I remember Shark the Dog, all this stuff, Eek and his big old girlfriend and all the bullshit they used to get into. The voice acting in that show was so fucking bad. It was so fucking bad that I was like, I cannot enjoy any part of this stream. Even her shit talking this show and everybody shitting on it in chat. Um or or having, you know, like uh this nostalgia. You you motherfucking dog, you better quit. Dude, he's about to like pull my headphones out, sorry. But <laughs> I think good voice actors and voice actresses should get paid uh, very well for what they're doing. Um, because like when you get into shitty voice acting, it, it can destroy an experience real fucking fast. I, I suppose, but I guess this is like I, having a bad I, developer though, or a bad designer. It could be, but I, I, I grew up, I grew up playing games that had no voice acting, which was text only. And then we went through the entire phase of like the PS1 mm-hmm. where we had some atrocious voice acting. But I remember at the time not noticing it because this was an entirely new concept. Like, yeah. yo, the characters actually speak to you when you play the game. You know what I mean? Like they love to meme about uh, fucking uh, Symphony of the Night. Yeah. The you know what is a man bullshit right? But a miserable power. It, it got so bad that they it got so bad that they uh, that they they requested or they were ups, people were upset when they did the when they did the re releases of Symphony of the Night. Yeah, on the, and they had actually on the they had actually re, they had replaced it with a new voice actor mm-hmm. to you know actually do it better because yep. of how bad the original voice acting was. And people lost their shit. I because like I thought I gaslit myself my entire childhood when I replayed it on the PSP or PS Vita, and it was like that the the lines were completely different too. And I was like, "What the fuck is this? Have I been quoting this wrong for fucking ten years?" I had to look <laughs> it up. I had to replay the fucking yeah. original. Um, and I remember just like you know, like what you're talking about there. When you played a game back in the day, they didn't tell you who the voice actors and voice actresses were. And it was such they a, we, we've talked about this before with, uh, um, fuck, uh, Lunar, Silver Star Story Complete. Right. The voice actors and voice actresses in that game, they got paid real dog shit and, and their bonus was a t-shirt and they didn't even know exactly what they were doing. And in the interview on the disc, the guy who plays uh, the main character just talk shit about the whole experience. He's just like, yeah, this is kind of fucking dumb. And then later on, you know, through video game history, you get to PS2 era. We start to get big name actors and actresses. We get Haley Joel Osment 
for fucking Sora and Kingdom Hearts, dude. I remember when they brought him in, you know, this is the Sixth Sense kid. Dude, I fucking lost yeah. my mind. I was like, holy shit, there's like real people. They're like, I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea he played that character. Didn't you fucking. <laughs> nope. Yeah, dude. Didn't that, even think that, about it. That was Sora, dude. Uh, no, I, I, uh, I, I kind of agree with you. We grew up on like a, a no name basis with our voice actors and talent and stuff inside of video games. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know the, how I feel about it. The, one of the, one of the issues that we've kind of gotten into is that, and I don't want to entirely blame this on social media, but the thing is, is that there, just like Hollywood, there are, there's a union that mm-hmm. everybody who, who wants to get paid like a, a very, at least a, like a minimum amount are joined up to. And you have an understanding of what you're going to get paid for uh, whenever you do this kind of voice work. And the thing is, is like, just like Jaylee, what was it? Haley, Haley, Joel, Haley, Joel, Joel Osment. Osment. Yeah. I think he's doing rough these days. Yeah, he's not <laughs> I think doing, he's doing so well. Yeah. Uh, but somebody like him probably doesn't have to worry about uh, SAG minimums when it comes yeah. to voice acting. Uh, Troy Baker, uh, Jennifer Hale, a lot of the big voice actors, mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about the minimum. No. When it comes to when it comes to the stuff that they do. Unfortunately, it's it's one of those. I think it it boils down to like a lot of the haves and haves nots when it comes to this. Yeah. Where you you realize that you got to start at the bottom. It's kind of like, bro, like I'm not going to be sacking groceries for for the next like three or four years while I get my come up, kind of thing. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's kind of kind of like how it works when it comes to like gig work. When it comes to like this type of thing, you have to you have to demand the money. And when I mean demand the money, I don't mean like you have to request it. You have to you show have to that you're make... worth. Exactly. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you have to show what you're worth. Nobody, nobody gets, uh, you know, nobody gets five or six figures base for this kind of stuff. No. Unfortunately. No. And if if you feel differently about it, unfortunately, you really have to go after the the union side of things if you want to if you want to make it any better for yourself yep. or for your compatriots. Yep. So they had a the the union already had a strike I think like three or four years ago something like that in order to uh, get better pay. Uh, they did try to negotiate with residuals, but that was essentially taken out because there was no way that they were going to get it, at least according to um, the reporting back then uh, when they did that. And if this is something that voice actors really feel strongly uh, for, then they probably have to do something just as drastic as that. They have to they have to again strike in order to increase minimums, in order to have residuals written into contracts as base things like that. And this has to be, it has to be done this way or, you know, you, you can go indie, you know, stay away from union projects, try to get, uh, get the money from any developers who may be, 
offering residuals yeah. for the work that you're doing, maybe offering you better minimums for the voice work that you're doing. You have options, but you can't just, I'm not saying that you can't, but I don't believe that this should be just given to you just because like you say, I'm a voice actor. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, no, I feel it. I, I know people who do voice acting work, right? Like on the low end that you would never guess that they do it because they're, they're, they're in marketing or they do other shit for their full-time job. But like they would never come in and just be like, give me this big role because I've had, you know, I've voiced over like 10 videos or something like that. Like, like in, in her case, right? She hasn't worked in fucking eight years or whatever. You can't just like swing in and be like, give me six figures all of a sudden that you're a fucking risk. Yeah. You're an absolute risk. Um, I, I, I think mean, platinum it, made a good choice, honestly. I think I think their choice is going to be fine. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where it sucks because you know, gig work is basically showing your ass every day, yep. trying to get more work, and then you're constantly being told that you're not good enough. Yep. That, you know, somebody somebody else somebody else got the role. You're not the right fit, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks to hear that, but unfortunately, that's. That's the that's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. That's how it fucking works. Unfortunately, you're going to be shit on all the damn time. You're going to be wasting a lot of time going to auditions, being told you're not good enough. You're not right for the role. Unfortunately, that's just how shit works. Yeah. Like this stuff does. And, and unfortunately, like you have a lot of a lot of good examples about people who kind of came up. But I mean, it's just exactly like. Exactly like saying, like, man, you know, LeBron can play basketball. You know what? I, I could probably do that shit, too. You know, maybe I can get, get myself, you know, like, you know, I don't know, $10 million a year or something like that. Yeah. But you just fail to realize just how many people go through the grinder and how many people just get shit the fuck out, you know? Yeah, because all, all you doing, see are the successes, like, like yeah. Darren DePaul, right, who's, like, literally the voice actor of blizzard now like he's in fucking everything like you don't you don't get to see all these motherfuckers who struggle for yeah. years trying to get a, a teeny uh slice of the pie and if you really pay attention a lot of the big voice actors have essentially been mum about the entire situation yep they haven't said shit and you know why because if they if the union decides to go on strike that means they don't get a paycheck for yep. the year or so that everybody's going to be out of work. Nobody's going to like everybody who has uh, the games that need to be made. Fuck. Like I understand the idea of like scabs and if they decide to like, all right, like we were going to pay you this money, Troy Baker, but you know, the union went on strike. We have to get this game out. So we're, we're going to do something to make this project a non-union. We have to bring in people. We have to finish this game. You know, it sucks. There's a lot of pain that the top top end of the voice actors are going to be able to storm. They're going to be fine, but everybody else is going to be out of work. And I just don't see any of them really coming out and complaining. I don't want to say com- maybe complaining is uh, not the good word to to use, but I, I I'm pretty sure they're gonna they're gonna have a very simple response to this 
where they're going to talk about like, yeah, like, you know, as voice actors, they're definitely going to be like, yeah, I think we should be paid more than, you know, but it's probably going to be more centered around union. Like there's, you can't really strong arm this kind of work. Yep. Like it has to, it has to go through that whole union thing. And that's what they're there for. You know, they're supposed to fight for, you know, the, your wages and things like that. And if you try to skirt around the issue, what ends up happening is that you kind of fracture all of the support, especially with something like this. If, if she had come out and maybe just given the entire complete picture where, you know, it's really hard to pull coals that it's, it might've been harder to sympathize with somebody who might've gotten paid like a thousand dollars an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then to fight for, for union rights when everybody else is getting uh, like 250 an hour for like a week's worth for like a week's worth of work or something like that. It's, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. And I'm glad, I'm glad, honestly, the, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that the story is fucking over. You know, I, like we had talked about before, I think, uh, a lot of times these stories come out, these L's come out and there's nothing to kind of roll back from. You don't get like a full picture. So it's, it's good that, uh, Jason Schreier, uh, went out from Bloomberg and he, he got the rest of the story. He got both sides and now, you know, the gaming world can feel, I don't know, some bit of closure and you can play Bayonetta three and I have to worry too much about it. Just get in there. If I can do some backflips, you know, spank some demons asses, have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else worked really fucking hard on it. It's a, it's a damn shame that, um, you know, one person has had a rough ride of it. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think anybody's going to have any issues with the new Bayonetta voice actress. I don't think I'm so either. I think sure she's going to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's going to kill it too. Yeah. I, I, again, I haven't seen any of the leaked footage, so I don't know what it sh- I don't know what she sounds like. Nor do I. But it's just a, a sassy Brit. Like, fuck it. Bring it on, man. I'm yeah. all, I'm all I'm for in. it. I'm in. Shit, man. This has been, this has been a, a good episode up until the L's. Those L's were rough. <laughs> Those yeah. are some rough fucking L's. A lot of a lot of cool stuff to uh, to look forward to, and yeah. unfortunately, we we had to. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go this week and not at least revisit the the bayonetta stuff because like that was so wild. Yeah, that it had to. We had to at least talk about it just one more time. It's just been uh, rocking the industry time. for for the past week. Uh, yeah, almost two weeks now. So like it's it's good to get it out of out of our system and just be done with it. For sure. Yeah. Uh, in retrospect, uh, if you guys haven't looked at our uh, most recent video up on YouTube, uh, we did a reaction, like Michael had mentioned, to all of uh, Silent Hill transmissions. Uh, I thought it was a super fun experience between him and I. Um, <laughs> we talked a lot about like what each trailer brought. Uh, we went over a lot of memories from Silent Hill and what we hope to see from the future, so feel free to check that out. Yeah. Uh, make sure if you're watching on YouTube, YouTube, to comment, like, and subscribe. And if you're watching or listening on any of our other podcast platforms, uh, give us a rating. We would appreciate a five star, but if you want to drop a one or a four, you know, it's fine too. Uh, leave Let us comments. Us yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you have any questions or concerns, uh, feel free to, uh, leave them, you know, down below on YouTube. Uh, and we'll get to them. We do answer comments. We've only had a few. But uh, it's good to engage with our community who is out there and listening and watching. So 
Yeah. Thank you I'm, so much. I'm so. interested in any, what anybody thinks about like the, just the literal, just garbage dump <laughs> that comes out of my mouth. I just, I'm curious if anybody is just like, that guy's stupid. I'm like, please tell me. I, yeah. I really want to know. Cause if not, I'm going to keep thinking this way, unfortunately. Yeah. You, you have to enforce change if you want to see it in the world. Yeah. Be the change that you want. Yeah. There we go. That's a good positive message to leave this bitch on. Um, I think so too. Yeah. With that being said, uh, I'm Bradley. And I'm Michael. And we've been Pixels and Pines Podcast. Thanks for watching and listening wherever you see fit. Have a good one. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys.